Hey everybody, it's Lori with the Catch Pocket Podcast, and tonight, a musician, Harrison Steele. Harrison is out there in the city playing live. Catch him if you can see him. He's on Facebook and Instagram. I'll put his links on the notes of this page. He also has a new album out called Love Over Fear. It's really cool. Check it out. Totally a Sunday jam. Um, Clean your hands to it. It's awesome. So... Don't forget to like, subscribe, mash the bell if you're watching this on YouTube um, so you can see when our next episodes come out, when my next episodes come out, and what's coming up in the future sometimes. Not very prepared. Let me know if I could do anything better. I know I can, so you don't really have to let me know. And with that being said, here is local legend artist, soothing crooner, Harrison Steele. Stay tuned to the end and I'll play another song from Harrison's album. Steel, and Harrison is a musician in town. He plays out live. He's basically part of the local scene right now that's playing out all over the city for your pleasure. Harrison, thanks for coming. Thank you for having me, Lori. Yeah, it's it's my pleasure, and I really enjoy watching you. I go when I do go out, I try to catch you because nice. I like your music. It's thank awesome. you, thank you. All right, so here on Catch a Pocket, we talk about you. So just basically, were you born here in Wichita? I was, yeah. yeah. Well, okay, technically, <laughs> technically I was born in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Uh, most Tell people, most people don't know that. Uh-oh, people are going to know that I'm not a Wichita na- native. Uh-oh. <laughs> no. Um, I, was bo- I only lived there for like less than a year. My, my so mom, you don't remember it? No. Uh, my mom and dad were there for my uh, grandfather's business at the time so they moved back to wichita shortly after i was born um so yeah i grew up in wichita my whole life you know i consider it my hometown right so from one on so did the business not work out or did what happened to it did they just they moved back um they just wanted to be here yeah my grandpa still had family i mean here in Wichita, so I think they just wanted to move stuff back home, or okay. I, I think they he either sold what he was doing and, and just started something new in Wichita. I think. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um. So you went to school in Wichita all your life. Uh huh. Was it yeah. private school or was it public school? Um. I started out at Montessori, actually. Oh, okay. Do you cool. remember off of Douglas? Uh-huh. I mean, you're from here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the Montessori school sure. is where I first started school. Um. How and long did you go there? Man, it feels like it was a couple of years. I was okay. young. It was before uh, before kindergarten. Oh, okay. So preschool, yeah. you were in Montessori? It was like, yeah, maybe like a year or two of preschool at Montessori. And I love that place. I yeah. mean, it's it sucks that it's closed down. We don't really have a, another right. Montessori school because the way they teach learning is like how my brain works. It's really? all very hands-on and... Yeah, um, you can kind of choose what, what choose what you want right to do then. exactly. But like you have to do yeah, they just force you all into the same cookie cutter, you know, right. which is which was cool. So then I went from there to Blessed Sacrament Ooh, uh, regiment. Yeah, which was different, <laughs> you know. It's like okay, now you got to do this. I mean, kindergarten was pretty easy, and I right. and I'm I'm grateful for that because I ended up meeting my best friend. Really? Yeah, that Who's I've that? known. Uh, his name's Patrick Hesse. And you've known him since then? Yeah, yeah. Till now? Yep. I, t- I talked to him on the phone for like three hours last night. Because awesome. we, we're best friends, but we are both very busy. And he's a musician as well. So oh, okay. we only catch up maybe like 
You don't once, play together. You play separate. No, uh-uh. Oh. Well, he, he, I had him come from Colorado and play at my release show. Oh, okay. He played the keys there. But, but yeah, we're so busy that we only catch up maybe like once or twice a month. But right. when, when we do, it's like three hours. And then we're like, all right, talk to you next <laughs> month. You know, it's... <laughs> So, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, you met it's him cool. in kindergarten. In kindergarten at Blessed Sacrament. Oh. I remember we used to do puzzles together. That was um, your deal. We were like the puzzle masters of kindergarten. People were like, wow, look at, hey, they're so good at puzzles. And we're like, yeah. Bring but, on more puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we just, so we formed that uh, really close bond and I've always had that, you cool. know, like just the, the, uh, kind of that feeling of like we're in our own world, you know, and no one else can touch us. And right. and I feel like I've, even though that we've gone down kind of different paths, I feel like having that at a young age kind of helped me keep that my whole life of like being in my own creative world and not yeah. letting people... People would make people make fun of us like, oh, you guys do puzzles or whatever. And we're like, whatever, man, we love puzzles, you know. So it's kind of that thing of just being your own person and being in your own world and not caring what other people think. And that's a big part of how I make music, I think. So being an artist, yeah, being an artist and doing your own thing, going against the grain sometimes. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was. uh, uh, And then I went to I went to Blessed Sacrament through you know from kindergarten through eighth grade. Mm Mm-hmm. And then went to Capen for okay. high school. Yeah, did you play sport yeah. or did you play I, music at the time? Or? You know, I, I, hmm, it's interesting. My, I would say like my aha moment mm-hmm. of wanting to be a musician. Yeah. Uh, I always tell everybody came in high school, like sophomore year of high school, I was in art class. Because uh-huh. um, I, was, I was an artist my entire life growing up. Like, doesn't matter what it was, drawing painting, photography, filmmaking. Um, but in art class at Capen, sophomore year, uh, a girl brought in this album because the teacher was really cool. He let us play music, and every day would be a different person's choice. Uh-huh. So this girl brought in this album called In Between Dreams by Jack Johnson. Oh, okay. And, totally. And uh, she put it on, and the very first song there is called Better Together. Yeah. And that song like just struck a chord with me like Uh literally and figuratively and metaphorically in every way you can think of because I was like what is this you know (laughs) I need to learn how to do this is what I thought and I think also what it was like deeper inside was that I had a lot of anxiety and kind of stuff growing up and pretty pretty to myself like I said and um kind of social anxiety and and it kind of helped me it was just very soothing. The music, when I heard it, right. I was like, this like soothes my soul. Literally, I right. feel it and I, I love it and I want to recreate this myself. Mm-hmm. So that was... I totally get that. That 100%. was right. And mm-hmm. so that was it. It really, it soothed me. And I was like, man, this is great. And so I asked my it mom. It spoke to you. That, it really did. Yeah. It, it got it got in deep. And I asked my mom for a guitar for Christmas or my birth. I think it was my birthday that year. Yeah. We went to a pawn shop. Um, you picked one out. I picked out some old, some hundred dollar guitar. Yeah. Like yeah, <laughs> I think it was called the brand name was like Hondo or something. Sure. I was like, what? <laughs> I mean, at that time, I didn't know guitars, so I, I didn't was really. Was it an acoustic or electric? Yeah, it was acoustic. Acoustic. Yep. Okay. Cool. Acoustic guitar. Um, yeah. So that was my first guitar. Uh, it still hangs in my basement to this day. Ah. It doesn't oh. work anymore <laughs> because I ended up leaving it out in the rain one time. Mm. And uh, and it and it, it bowed and then the neck just <laughs> snapped. Oh, so yeah, but anyways, it's uh it, it served me well to to learn my first chords and all uh-huh. that. So what was the what was the first time you played out in front of people? Okay, so that would have been. I'm skipping stuff. But no, I that's just, that's fine. Like that. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I, I mean, I got the guitar, my first guitar in sophomore year, but uh-huh. then I I played it. I tried playing it. I tried to learn. Let's not say, I'm not going to say I played it. It was more like I fumbled my way through chords and tabs on the internet Mm -hmm. until I just got frustrated and was like, this is too hard. Like, I I can't do this. I'm done. Um, It's way too hard. So then I don't, I didn't really play it um, like the rest of sophomore year after my initial interest in it Uh um, until like senior year again, I think when I was a little more, excuse me, I was a little more mature, 
Yeah. And I think I had some other musical friends that were doing stuff, and then that inspired me again. And I was like, I'm going to try this again. So right. I started playing again, like at the end of high school. Yeah. Um, I'm playing through college a little bit. Where'd you go to college? Uh, um, there. I went to, so I went to Butler for uh-huh. two years for my associate's degree, like straight out of Capon. Uh-huh. And I still wasn't performing yet, like live anywhere. I was just performing in my room and writing songs right. in my room. And um, it wasn't until, let's see, so I went to Butler for two years then I went to KU for a year. Okay. And then moved back home, took a semester off of college. And then started playing at. Um, sorry, I, I went. I went back to school at WSU. Oh, okay. And so I'm finishing up my degree, and towards the end of finishing college is when I started going to open mics. Uh-huh. That's where that's where like the playing live started for, for myself, and I think for a lot of people. Uh-huh. You know, when anybody, yeah. anyone who's younger than me, or anyone who comes up to me at a show and they ask, you know, how'd you how'd you get into this? How'd you get get to playing live all the time and I'm like well I I was terrified and I <laughs> I went to yes. open mics until I stopped being terrified basically until is what stopped, I did stopped hurting so yeah bad, huh? yeah I was yeah. I went to my first open mic at it was actually at Rock Island Live okay on their back patio there okay and uh, I think this guy uh, David Dam was hosting the open mic and I went up there and I can't even remember the song I played I don't even know, Were but you I just. Petrified? Oh yeah, uh-huh. yeah. I was, I was like, I mean, I was, I was, I was shaking. I was nervous. I was just, and I'm like, just, just go. And uh, so I go forward, and, yeah. and I get about halfway through the song, and I'm just, I'm just like, I'm done. You know, like I'm, I'm sorry, I'm done. Oh, you didn't uh, finish. No, it. I didn't oh, finish the man. first. I didn't even finish that's my first okay. song. I think that's normal. But it was, yeah, no, it was like a, it was a learning lesson because, yeah. and it was one of the things that inspired me to keep going is that I. Yeah, I didn't make it to the song, so I, I stepped off the stage. And and then, like, 20 people told you, you did good. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah and especially, time. yep, yep, that's yeah. exactly what happens at open mics, because yeah. everybody is supportive. Yeah, and so that, they're not there to shit on you, <laughs> no, you know, they're no. at open mic night. Right, you know? you're you there. Anything could happen. <laughs> right, right, you're, you're there to express yourself and try new stuff, and right. especially if you're a beginner, like, that's what it's for, so... Uh, but that's not what it feels like. Even when you're a beginner, you're like, everyone's watching me. And like, this is, you know, you're you just. You want to be perfect. Right. You're tense. So. You want to be perfect and you're totally nervous. It's impossible. You're right. And that's, but that's how you learn. So yeah. I got off stage and I remember David and some other people told me, hey man, you, hey, great job, man. Come, uh, come back next week is what they said. Yeah. And I, I was like, okay, I will. Like, it was just kind of like, that. I just need that little, that little push. Like, all right, I will. And so. I literally made it my goal. That was at the beginning of the summer of 2013. So at this point, I had graduated from WSU, and I was uh, I was just working a part-time job with a buddy of mine, yeah. and I'm going to this open mic every Thursday of the entire summer of 2013, and that was my goal. I'm like, I'm going back until I get comfortable on this freaking stage right. like i'm doing it, it was so uh, i was just so determined so did it work yeah i mean yeah. here i am <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, that's true that's true uh second album you're doing well right. they're really nice produced albums really nice thank you pieces of art i, I appreciate that yeah, thank you so much sure. um so i don't want to go too far though okay yeah um, we'll get to that in a minute yeah back to back when i first to, started playing yeah <laughs> Yeah, the open mics are what got you playing. Yes, open mics are are just yeah. And so that was after you graduated, though. That whole summer after that, you kind of worked and did that, and yeah, and just concentrating on honing. Now, did you play like uh, other people's music, or did you write songs and play them on open mic? You know, at that point, I think. Well, here's the thing: from the first time I ever, um, from the first time I ever picked up a guitar, I only wanted to do one thing, which was to write my own music. Like you never I, wanted to play other people's. No, uh-uh. oh, wow, no. that's awesome. It was like I, I don't know why. I just I didn't even learn Jack Johnson songs right when you I got a guitar. It. Partly because they were too hard at the time, and I was like, wow, that's, I I can't even play a bar chord. How am I supposed to? How am I supposed to play his songs? But right. no, I always <laughs> just had that feeling like I I even have. I mean. One of the songs on this album, Love Over Fear, it's, 
I think it's track 12. It's mm -hmm. called You By My Side. Mm -hmm. And it's one of, it's like the oldest song on any of my albums. Like, cause it's, really? it's one of the very first songs I wrote that I was like, that's I think that I think that's pretty good, and 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 yeah, it sounds it sounds pretty similar. It's inspired by Jack Johnson. It's got his kind of that feel. But I was like, like the way that I wrote it and the the lyrics and everything, I was mm -hmm. like, man, that's that's actually pretty decent. I think. Like, yeah. I mean, I couldn't tell, but it ended up on this album right. over ten years later. So right. I'm like. Some peace of mind Go on and do what you like But if you're searching for something you can't find You're not alone in this life Sometimes it's hard to make sense of it all When things just turn out wrong But you've got to stay on top of it all Hit the pieces where they belong oh, come on. We've got to listen to our hearts Yeah, 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 yeah Cause yours and mine, they're not so far apart and There's no telling where we're going or why But I've got you by my side Like I said, I, I my whole goal when I first got the guitar was I just want to write um, what I'm feeling, basically, and right. write songs from my heart. And and I think it was something I really needed, actually, too, because not only did hearing Jack Johnson or really any music has like that healing effect or that, mm -hmm. that relatable effect, but also producing it and seeing it yourself is like the that is super healing and, and can right. really be it's like writing or journaling or any type of art really is getting just that release mm -hmm. of emotions in the way that you know how right yeah. and what feels natural and mm -hmm. and uh yeah i mean 
it feels so it's so interesting now because back then it was like I had to really try hard to write a chord progression and then put lyrics to it and now I feel like I can pick up a guitar and write a song like at any point in the day like they're not always good like the good one the good ones come from inspiration but I'm just happy that my you know my capabilities of being able to play have grown to where I'm like if I'm thinking an idea I can at least test it out really quick without having to spend so much time just figuring out the fingering or figuring out the the technical parts of it right Um, it allows you to just kind of flow and like knowing the chord progressions, what works together, or what you're yes. working on right now. Yeah. It's just uh, music, but you have some words that you mm-hmm. want to try to throw in there and see if they fit. Exactly, yeah. Or don't fit, or however you want it to be. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. So that's really, I don't know, I, I think that's pretty damn inspiring just right there, because it's just, that's deep digging deep into to yourself and not worrying about what everybody else thinks. Right. And right. just kind of. It's healing for you, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just a win all the way around. Because you're like, yeah. you could be touching the person. The next song could be someone listening to you, right? In right. art class, yeah. I know be, that's so like, cool. Ding, you know. See, and that I mean, that's what it. That's what it's about. I it feel is. like it's just. I mean, really, all of music and art and, and everything has that type of. What am I, not not like end goal, but it, it's like if you can. If you can make someone else in the world feel less alone or feel related right. to, then that that's amazing. Whether it's one or a million people, right. you know, and some songs. And sometimes it's a million people. Right. I can't even imagine what that must be like. Yeah. Like, how do you digest that exactly? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm still. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still waiting for that or like hoping for that. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. uh, I hope for that for you. Yeah. Thank. Think, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> let's do this. I'll be so happy beyond, beyond words. Um. So we're talking about your music and kind of how you started playing. And from there, like, have you studied more music or did you? So I've been in one band uh, (laughs) a couple years ago. They still play around town. And then I just assembled this band just for the release show. And then you play on your own. Yeah, I mainly play solo. You know, that's my that's my main thing. Right. And you play Um, with the drummer. I do play, and then I have random gigs where I just bring in a drummer just for fun. What's, and what's that guy's name? That I Fayola. He's yeah, he's a great guy, great. and so awesome. he just he's got good energy, and he's a, he's so um, gracious and just a cool dude and good friend of mine now. Yeah. Like we've grown over time, and so yeah, I like if it's something special. If it works with his schedule, he's really busy with his other um, his other job he does. But if he has time, it's fun to always mix it up a little bit with yeah. the drummer and because you have. Um, like what you're using right now, you use pedals, mm-hmm. you use synth mic kind of things happening there. I like use a chorus. I yeah, a little bit. So what I use is I have a um, I use a loop pedal, mm-hmm. um, so I can I can loop uh, you know loop a melody and then play over it. Yeah. Or even what I like to do is build up like a chorus with play a melody and then do some. Uh, do some kick drum sounds like by beating on the guitar on the low end uh-huh. and then make a snare sound by doing a chukka like mute palm mute on the strings yeah, okay. and you kind of build this whole little song um, and that's fun just to mix it up for me uh, as a musician yeah. as opposed to just playing straight through just the whole song sure. then you can bring in these different parts and then when I come to the chorus and like kind of drop the beat mm-hmm. basically um, then I'll usually punch in uh, my vocal harmony pedal just uh-huh. on just on certain little parts you know it's like certain words you want to have that 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 nice. third harmony on and just make it sound a little more full um, and I try not to overuse the harmony pedal because I think they can be a little cheesy sure. um, I mean maybe so I, I like yeah, to keep it minimal it, yes. right right and I've, I've I've had a lot of in my years of performing I had a lot of people tell me like sound guys like hey man that that sounded really good like yeah. normally sometimes people it sounds cheesy when people use those, but you did it right. And I was like, thank you. Like, so it, yeah. I think I'm, I don't want it to be a crutch, you know? Right. Um, but some songs you just need that harmony, you know, like that harmony is part of the right. chorus of and the song. Exactly. And that's like whenever I recorded stuff, I was always like, well, I want to be able to replicate this, how it sounds on the album live. Like, so if it has that harmony there, I want right. that to be there. Yeah. And if it has, you know, drums and I can, I can do the loop pedal, but, but yeah, it's, 
um, playing with a band is is a lot of fun. Yeah. Playing by yourself is easier to make a living at music because you get all the money, <laughs> right? Right. You don't have to you don't have to pay anyone else. Right. Um, but it's it's you don't a, have to fight a, over who got the deal or who counted the yeah, money or any yeah. of that stuff either. It's a give and take though, because it is it is a little more pressure. Like everything's yeah, relying on that. you. It's all Learning on you. All those loops. Yeah. Like when did that? I mean, that took a long time to do, didn't it? Lo- I mean, well, I just I make everything live on the spot. Like I don't right. have nothing's pre-recorded, so I just. So um, you can't just step on a button and be like, "This is that one song." No, uh-uh. I do it. I do it all again live, and so and I don't use any type of like tempo thing. So it's all just you gotta have really good timing and uh-huh. have just step on it at the right time and then stop it at the right time. Yeah, and, that must have taken forever to learn. Like with it sounding good, because it sounds yeah. great. Yeah, it, like, to make it sound seamless, yeah. like when you go from the loop back into live playing, yeah. like that is a little challenging. And then, yeah, it just takes experience and practice. Yeah. And doing it over and over. And when you when you play, you know, I've I've been playing four to let's see, like three to five gigs a week for the past few years. So yeah. I, I have. Did you I got, get to play all during COVID? <laughs> well, okay, yeah, min- minus the COVID COVID time, I played. I did live streams, you know. I did. Yeah, um, yeah I saw you. Did a couple live streams from home, uh, and then Chickle, uh, Chicken and Pickle had me out doing live streams from their main stage. Yeah. Um, which I still play there every Thursday from seven to nine. I need to learn pickleball. I think uh, it looks cool. It is fun, you know. Is it really? It's great exercise, and it's really fun. So. Yeah. Like, it's not I, I too love it. High impact either. No, you know? no. That's why you see like uh, quite a few elderly people playing it because it's pretty low impact. But you can also get a good sweat up and have a fun time. Get your cardio on. And a little competitive too, yeah. you know. People get people get pretty competitive <laughs> sure. about it. It's okay. Well, that's kind of well, that's kind of. We're gonna win, but. Damn that's why <laughs> that's why I've always liked art you know it's not competitive necessarily yeah. I mean you can make it competitive it, yeah. but it it really shouldn't be you know I, I like to when I'm not playing music I love to be out listening to other people playing music yeah. like I love to go and uh, if I can when I have time unfortunately sometimes you know a lot of us musicians are playing at the same time as each other exactly uh, so it's hard to catch everyone but I do when I can if I'm not playing and I'm not have some other commitment i'd like to just go out and find where the live music's at right um, find out who you want to see and go yeah find yeah them. exactly that's cool so okay did we cover enough of your youth i think so okay. yeah i'm not sure i got we got lost there at some point well, went off. we just took off on to music which is uh, yeah fine i know this is an arts <laughs> podcast so it's fine sometimes t- people tangent out on to you know i got married when i was 20 <laughs> And uh, yeah. yeah, I was trying to stay linear, <laughs> like <laughs> on your. I was trying to stay linear, you know. I was like, we started here, we go here, but then I went whoop over it's, there. It's okay. Now we're you back. You didn't ever move to London. No. And no. You, you stayed here in Wichita or Kansas or Lawrence or. I did move to Denver in 2000. Well, I guess we should we should touch on that really yeah, quick because when I started playing in in 2013, that whole summer we're doing open mics. Mm-hmm. Then I ended up playing. My first gig by myself at this coffee shop called The Kiln, which is on Douglas and Hillside. It's now closed down. It's something else. It's like a, a fashion store or something. Uh-huh. But uh, I played my first gig there, and then I played a couple, probably about 10 more gigs in Wichita. I like coffee shops and small little places. Right. Uh, and then I don't know what happened. I just kind of lost my, lost my passion for it. Or maybe, I don't know. I was just uh-huh. like, this is... This is really hard again. I don't know if I can, if I want to keep doing this. Right. So I end up, <clears throat> and maybe it was just a time to get out of Wichita and I like feeling that uh, I got to get out of my hometown kind of antsy feeling. Sure. So I ended up just on a whim kind of just moving out to Colorado to live with my best friend, Pat, who I talked about a minute in, ago. In Denver? Yeah, okay. just right outside of Denver, um, between Denver and Boulder in Westminster. And I, I just moved out there on a whim, didn't have a job, didn't have anything. I was just like, I need to go. It's time to go. So right. I, I left, packed up all the stuff I had in my car that I could fit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, later. Um, and that was that was scary, but I don't know. Something just told me to go. And, and it was probably the best Probably the, I mean, one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life because I ended up moving out to Colorado and getting, working these marketing and promotional jobs with my friend Pat, where we're out talking to people about other brands and promoting their brands at at events, you know, handing out coupons or even just guerrilla marketing on the streets. 
and passing out the actual product, like handing people Nature Valley granola bars on Pearl Street, you know, like stuff like oh, that cool. and saying, and then, so and then. you had to be like, get out of your shell. Out of my, yes, it broke me out of my, my, um, my comfort zone and it totally put me out of my element and it uh-huh. made me a way more comfortable person with just being social with everyone. Oh, cool. And that was huge in terms of playing music because music, half of it is. Yeah. talking to people like it and, and, is, and right? being social and connecting with people mm-hmm. um so yeah i did that for three years and i ended up working my way up and becoming like a market uh marketing uh what am i trying to say uh tour manager so i, I would go oh, on cool. tour with different brands and take them around like i traveled from there was one the last tour i did was a four-month tour and i traveled from Oregon to, or sorry, I started in Washington, went from Denver to Washington to Oregon, California, and then back up the coast. And we were just stopping at marathon expos and nice. handing out samples of this product and talking about it. Oh, cool. So it taught me a lot about marketing a brand, right. which ended which up is like doing working it for out. Yourself, right? I mean, that's, right. So I, I moved back. If you would have been like a, a touring musician, that's the same. Exactly. Exactly. So I I spent all this time, and in the background, I always had my guitar with me. I was always still playing, still writing. Cool. Um, so I I spent all this time doing all this marketing for other people's brands, and then at some point while I was on the road, I remember calling my dad and telling him, I think I want to make a career out of music. Like I was like, I think I can do this now. Mm-hmm. Um. And uh, and uh, a lot of that came from the inspiration and the confidence I gained. I think from working with all these other brands. I worked with hundreds of brands, from like Pepsi to Google yeah. to Bob's Red Mill, and all these brands that taught me how to market their brand. And now I was like, I'm gonna take this and do this with my own brand. Yeah. So I moved back to Wichita, and after going through uh, some some health issues and some other things that kind of took me out for about a year. Mm-hmm. I start finally started playing again in 2017. Okay, um, yeah. and that's probably when I caught wind of you because you were playing um, at Peerless at the time, and I, okay. I heard somebody said we're gonna go see this new like yeah. up and coming musician. Yeah. You want to come? And I was oh, like, sure, okay. let's go. That's- you were great. I was like, this guy's good. You know, I started telling people this. Guy's good. Go check <laughs> was him out. I solo or with the band at that time? You were. I want to say. Maybe you were playing with another band, like a band was behind you, but okay. you were just subbing in for them or something like that. That might have been airplane or something. Oh, I can't oh, remember. No, but they it was... were like Harrison Still, and you did on your own. Like they left, and you did like a little Saturday a little bit by myself, and then they came they back, came back, and did some of their songs or maybe cover tunes or something. Interesting. Like that. Okay. But I was there for part of that, and because okay. I'm old, I go home. Sure. And, uh, but I listened to like five songs and I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm over my limit. Right, so. right. Yeah, that must have been when I started. I mean, after I had played around town for about a year by myself, mm-hmm. um, then I uh, met some guys. Actually, I'm, he it's a guy that I went to high school with who was a year younger than me, these two guys. Okay. And I met them at the Barleycorns open mic. Oh, so so yeah. back now I'm back now it's like 2017 I'm okay. back in Wichita again and I'm still going back to open mics to like because that's the place yeah. you meet people and that's the place that's you still is. try out and now I've got all these new original songs that I've written on the road that I'm like I want to try these out yeah and uh, so then I meet I meet uh, Gabe and Kyle there and oh. and they that's say it's Gabe and Kyle yeah they say hey yeah. do you want to come uh, sing you want to come start a band or like be a part we got this band going on called jambulance and i'm like cool ah yes that's so what it was. <laughs> so i check totally. so, so I'm, he's like just come and i i remember telling him like up, up front i was like yeah i mean i just i really just want to play my own music you know mm-hmm. and but i'll come check it out and i ended up going there and we i just had a good time like yeah. it was fun and and this other cat showed up ryan ryan baker who who's on the album and he was at the release show Oh, okay he plays lead guitar he's really amazing and so us four start jamming, and, and I, I bring all, all these original songs that we start playing my stuff with yeah. the full band, and, and that was cool. And so then, uh, but I just remember thinking, like, I don't, I, I wasn't digging the name Jambulance. So, so <laughs> like, some of the first gigs we played that you might have seen me at 
I, I, we were calling. I was just saying it was like steel and jambulance. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to, I wanted to be you separate. Be, I was like, I'm, I'm not jambulance. I'm sorry. Like, because I didn't want to be a jam band. I wanted to play songs that were like structured and had a start, finish, and end, and right. told a story. You didn't just go off on a tangent where people were just dancing frivolously. Right, right. Okay. Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes that's cool with the band, and I like that now. But back then, I just wanted to. Yeah, I wanted to. I wanted uh, my songs a certain way. So, yeah. but anyway, so uh, I end up, or Gabe and I, we were all at band practice. We ended up discussing, like, all right, what are we going to call the band, you know? And <laughs> we end up settling on the planes. Oh, okay. The planes yeah. is what it was. Yes. And it's the planes, like, like the planes of Kansas. Basically. Not the planes, like the aeroplanes. Nope, not aeroplanes, okay. the planes of Kansas. So we settle on the planes and we started, you know, we played, we played together for about a year. Yeah. Um, like you would do your own and then they would no we play i mean like we, the whole time together? yeah we played oh, together okay. well sorry no no i would i was still doing yes i was still doing my solo gigs uh-huh. while playing with them as well right right um, yeah yeah so, totally so yeah and, and I, I think i only caught them and you one time but gotcha. i caught you many places because you play more you know yeah, you just play yeah, out more sure you know you got that stuff worked out right it's good for you yeah for sure <laughs> so okay you had some bands but you play on your own you do the all the production yourself uh-huh. so let's talk about your albums because okay. you have two albums yeah you have yep. one album is harrison Steele, self-titled yep, just, album yep, and that debut was your album. first one and Correct. where did that fall from when you lived in colorado like you went there you came back yes um, i i made that album in 2018 so um, after yep so i was working on that in 2018 yeah, I'd moved back and I was playing I was playing all these shows in Wichita and just kind of riding this wave where I was like, "Whoa, this is awesome. Like I can do this for a living." Like I mean, I can I was still working a little bit of side jobs with a buddy of mine doing some construction, mm-hmm. but I, he was helping me slowly transition to being able to do it full time, like being flexible with me. And I'm Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was really helpful of of my friend Jake um to be able to to allow me that transitional period and not have to just like jump right in to play music full time. Right. Um, if you need money, you right. need that security. Right. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. But as I played more, I, I continued writing songs and pulled some old songs and reworked on them. And then I ended up um, doing the album, working on that in 2018, mm-hmm. and then putting it out in. 2019 on may 1st which okay. was my my 30th birthday oh wow yeah i was like was major yeah i was like i gotta do something big and and i you know i always ever since i picked up a guitar i also always wanted to make an album right um so it's a really high quality album um hopefully that harrison will let me use like one track off of that one and then sure. one track off the new one yeah please and uh, i would love to do that and that'd be awesome i have some of my favorites but you know he can suggest <laughs> as well you can guide me um so from there you kind of did you tour on that album like go around places and sell your wares elsewhere or did you just kind of stick here and launch it over the internet yeah, kind of. I mean, I basically just stayed around Wichita. Well, Kansas, I did a couple. Like, I'd go up to Salina or Newton or mm-hmm. Hutchison and do some shows up there. And you open for some people? Yeah, 2018 was a, was a wild year. It was it was interesting. Yeah, I, you yeah, I ended up. I was playing a lot. I ended up uh, going and doing American Idol. Oh, yeah. And I was on there um, for, I went through about five auditions and was on tv for about 10 seconds yeah uh i didn't i didn't quite make it make the cut onto the show itself but you were right there weren't you yeah it was it was right there and it was a great experience because after that um i remember talking to lionel richie and he was like man you gotta you got a smoky soulful voice that i like harrison (laughs) he's just like doing this he's like i like it and uh i just don't think you're right for this show man and i was like it's I was like, it's cool, it's cool, and and I, I took it in stride, and he he shook my hand and was like, man, keep doing what you're doing. You got a good energy about you. He said, I can tell you do this for a living, and yeah. I said, I said, yeah. And he told me about the Commodores not making it 50 times with different record labels, and so I left there feeling really inspired. Like I I, right. I know some people go on that show and they're just crushed, you know, they're yeah. like, oh, but I ended up leaving there and I was like, 
I'm going to go home and start working on my album. You know, like right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Right. So and you yeah. learn things as you're there and you're watching all this shit yes. go around you. Yeah. The production of the whole thing is oh, pretty yeah. major. Yeah. Uh, so it's like a well-oiled machine probably going around you and you're learning the whole time. Right. And taking it all in. And like, yep. how can you better yourself when you get back? Or how can you do it again? Or, For sure. Or maybe what's the next thing that's more my style than American Idol. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Totally. I'm into it. Yeah. And then, I mean, right there after the American Idol thing, uh, then I was, I've been playing at Mort's, you know, quite a bit. And and Train came through town and they ended up having a a last minute, like family emergency with their opener. Mm -hmm. So they needed an opener here in Wichita at Hartman Arena. and, And nice. I have been playing at Mort's and they wanted original music, you know, and I think. See, that's helpful. Uh, right, because I, I know Emma knew that I wanted to play my original music, and so she gave out my name along with some other musicians in town, mm-hmm. and they ended up giving me giving me a call, you that's know, and, cool. and he says, you know, we checked out your website, and it looks really professional, and thank God I had just spent a bunch of months <laughs> working on my website and you getting do it that yourself? updated. Yeah, awesome. I do. I do everything myself very, behind the very. scenes artistic it's and a very lot well done. a lot of work thank you thank you you do uh, the photography my buddy justin helps me with that mm-hmm. he does most i do a little bit myself but most of the stuff you see is probably taken by him yeah yeah Those pictures of you and stuff he's yeah the, he's the guy behind the camera usually on yep awesome because those are really good like i don't know what kind of camera he uses but wow oh thank you appreciate that it. um yeah it's just as good as any other one i mean that you could even find out on the market right now so right sure that's what you're going after oh yeah definitely yeah. quality so, so train was a big highlight of 2018 you turned 30 it, on that it year was too? no no 20 2019? 2019 i turned 30 okay yeah so, so i did I was the, like wow you had a big build up for 30, <laughs> i well yeah kind of i mean i guess so because yeah i did the train show and then uh and then after that i was just working on the album the rest of 2018 yeah. and then into 2019 and I ended up running into Brody Wellman. Oh yeah, uh, he's great. You know Brody. Yeah, I love Brody. I had always, I had always seen him around town or talked to him at open mics. You know, and mm-hmm. I, every time I ran into him, he we would just be talking about sound and like minute little details about sound engineering. And I thought it was fascinating. So I, I ended up running to him at this show where my girlfriend at the time was singing. Um, she was singing with Enjoy, and. Cool. And Brody was there running sound, and so I ended up talking to him behind the scenes, and and I'm like, hey man, uh, would you are you interested in like producing my album? And, yeah. And he says, yeah, that'd be great, you know. And so we we talked. So your album is produced by Brody. The first one. Yeah. So I. That's not bad, man. I tracked <laughs> all. Yeah. I I mean I I loved how it turned out. Like I was really proud of it and mm-hmm. just super happy. You know, of course, there's always going to be things you feel like you could do better. Like, you'll go back and hear one tiny thing. Like, oh, I could have changed that note. But no one else is going to hear that. No, they don't. Um, So, yeah, I ended up, I recorded and tracked all of the instruments and the vocals and everything on the first album myself. All by yourself? All of myself. And then then, um, exported all the stem files to Brody. And he mixed and mastered it. Oh. Oh, cool. Uh huh. Yeah. He's so that's got a great ear. He does. So that's know? and it's nice to have at least one other ear listen to it and Definitely. be like, yeah, that sounds good, or no, that sounds too bassy right there, or like you know. Uh huh. So yeah, that that's how the first album came about was cool. was just like that. So it was really pretty painless. I wouldn't say painless. <laughs> no, making an album is hard work. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's because fun. You did all the instruments. Yeah, so on the first one. You play all instruments just naturally or did you have to learn the instrument and then figure out what you wanted and play it or I've always so I started on guitar and then I wouldn't say I play all instruments well <laughs> but my dad did have a drum set when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. He bought a drum set at one point when I was in my maybe 12 or 13. Yeah. And because he's a big Rush fan and he loves Neil Peart. Uh, <laughs> right. So he bought a drum yeah. set. I know, right? <laughs> So I started playing the drums when I was younger, and and then uh, 
But honestly, the first album didn't have a whole lot of, it didn't have any live drums on it. Everything was made, like there was some live kick drum and tambourine, but it was a little more folky, you know? Uh-huh. The second album, I played a full, like a, a kit of drums the whole album. Yeah. Really? Yeah, so that one I did awesome. all the drums on there for better or for worse. Um, <laughs> but like, I don't know why I was just determined also again, I'm like, I really want to play the drums on my, I, cause when I would listen to the songs I wrote, I would feel what I thought they needed. And I'm like, I think I, I think I could do this. So right. I did it and it was stressful, but so I did, did it. <laughs> so did you, did you um, produce your own album on this one or who was your second set of ears on this one? Okay. So this one, I, the second album I did with Brian Steele, who, um, his company is called Forge Audio Productions. Okay. And here in Wichita. Uh-huh. Yeah, he lives in Mays. Okay. And, and that's Love Over Fear. Love Over Fear, yeah. Yeah. So this album just came out just within the last month, yep. right? Yep. And uh so how long ha- were you working on that from twenty eighteen when you finished the one album? Yeah. Were you immediately like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna make another album? Or? No, I took some time off. Yeah. Life well actually life got really life was pretty rough after the first album I'll, I'll be honest like i i finished the album and then shortly after that my girlfriend at the time and i broke up and then i ended up having to move from the place i was at which i really loved right all within like a week um and so Summer. life life just felt like it all of a sudden was in shambles for me and that was unfortunate because i just made this album and i don't i don't feel like i got to give it enough attention like in the post promotion of it uh-huh. Because yeah. I was just, my life was just kind of, I was had other things to attend to. You know, life happens and shit happens. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, I, I think I, I waited until, it was at least another year. I started working on this second album last November, I would say. Think. Okay. So it took, it, it took a little, it took almost a year. Right. From when I, the first time I talked to so Brian. So it was all during COVID times? Yeah. So you got I to focus on like just that for COVID times? Kind of, but I also feel like I had a lot of just like anxiety. Like I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a pretty like sensitive empath kind of person. Uh-huh. And so just the, the weight of the world was like Boy, yeah. pretty heavy. It is. Um, it still is kind of. And so, way, yeah. You know, you so the album was up. hard. There was hard times when I was like. Man, this is a this is challenging, and uh-huh. and the making an I think making an album always is, uh, or maybe not for everyone. Some people are more studio musicians. Mm-hmm. I definitely think I'm more of a live musician because, right. I mean, I even have people tell me, you know, I've had a a couple fans say, your albums, you know, they sound different than when you play live, and I'm like. It's almost like they like the live better, and I'm like, yeah. well, that's cool. I mean, that's better than. That's better than recording an album and then playing it live and people being disappointed. Like, yeah, that definitely. I yeah, think then you would be relying too much on computers. Or right. Exactly. Exactly. So. It was. It was. So I think it. It start, The album started out really strong, and then about in January, at the start of the new year, uh, my grandma passed away, and then. That's and, a big one. Yeah, it was pretty tough. And then I got COVID shortly, uh, just a few days later, and that really messed up my, my, my just like my mental game. Like the, the combination of both of those, yeah, uh, it really threw me for a loop. I just feel like I, I kind of struggle with uh, seasonal depression, anyways. Like right, during the winter too. time, yeah, so too. all that combined, it was just it was heavy, and I, I lost motivation on the album. Kind of. I mean, I was still pushing right. through, but I was. I just did not feel great, and <laughs> for <laughs> for about a month, you yeah, know. And yeah. Also, obviously, I had to be quarantined for two weeks, and I was like, "Yo, Brian, I can't do this for about a. We got to take like a month off." Right. Which I was not expecting in the middle of the album, but it was all right. I yeah. ended up getting my head back focused and mm-hmm. and getting back on it and finishing it. Did anything personally help you with your head focused, or or was it like? I, you just had enough time of suffering and yeah. you started feeling actually healthy again. Yeah, it was just yeah. a, a time thing, I think, really yeah. having so to COVID ride it for out. You, uh, it, it made you sick or how did it make you sick? I'm always not oh, yeah. with COVID. Uh, like, I've never had it yet. Really? No, um, it made me, yeah, I was, the main thing was just I was exhausted all the time. Yeah. And I already I already yeah. struggled with fatigue kind of because I have like a, an autoimmune uh 
dis what is it disorder uh, celiac disease uh-huh. and so that can cause some fatigue sure. just because I don't I have like some nutrient de- deficiencies I think because of that yeah um, but anyways so yeah that uh that month off was like just what you needed to <laughs> pump you back up or? maybe yeah I, I guess so you could say that I, yeah. I, I definitely needed the month off just to heal and get get my mind right again I do that though I think everyone yeah. does that it's like you get really infatuated with something and you totally obsess over it and right. to the point where you make yourself sick of it so yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to back off. And either you really love it and you go back to it or right. you don't really love it and you move on to the next uh, thing. And maybe that maybe that was a good thing to have a break in the middle of, or at some point and working on the album just to yeah take a step back from it and then you come back and you have a fresh set of ears. Yeah. You and, and you have a different perspective even because you've been through COVID and I'm sure you went through all the thoughts like, what if I wake up and I can't breathe? Right, um, right. Or who am I going to yeah. call? I can't get anybody infected. I can't call yep. mom. You know, <laughs> that's a bad idea. Right. So, so okay, going on from there, let's let's talk about the album. Do you have a favorite song on your newest album? Oh, let's see. Like right now? <clears throat> I know that it probably will change from now to... After you place things like millions of times, like right. you have a different favorite because of some reason. <laughs> I would say I would say my favorites like I really like um, I like Rainbow because mm-hmm. it's got the three part harmonies on the chorus, which I I really enjoy. No other song on there has that. You know, I did. You uh, did them all. Yeah, like oh, I cool. yeah. So it's you know it's got the the lead vocal and then the third and the fifth harmony. So it's got that really full sound when it all comes in. Uh-huh with the drums and the bass all at the same time it's just got this nice like i don't know i love the sound of it so that one i like and then the one that i'm really proud of i think is make me a believer mm, just I'm gonna, I'm gonna get that one that, yeah i saw you jamming out yeah i was that, on a tiktok or something like that uh-huh that was cool yeah that that <laughs> I one's love watching people really love their, <laughs> you know like really get into their thing yeah, right it's right the most important thing it really is to yeah. feel it so and i'll yeah i um, that video was like one of the first times I listened to the mix mm-hmm. of that song, like when Brian sent it to me and I, I turned on the camera and just listened to it and just let out my raw emotions of how it made me feel. And yeah. I was like, that was so that, awesome. that's what happened. Um, and yeah, I'm just, I'm really like proud of that song because it's, it's different from a lot of my other music, you know, it's, right. it's a little more, I don't know, like ag- not aggressive, but just like rock and roll almost it's it's electric yeah, it's electric and it's really it's very emotive yeah so so your album's called love over fear uh-huh um so why did you name it that i named it that because i think that is like the ultimate uh, um i don't know it's like the ultimate answer to the universe yeah <laughs> like, it's like 32 I mean, it's like the yeah right <laughs> it, um because eh. because yeah. half the songs on there i mean some of the songs on there are about love and then some of them are about combating fear uh-huh. um and at the end of the day it's about like choosing that love over the fear because like the fear is always going to be there i mean even when i perform to this day you know there's still like a little bit of nerves and 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 like are people going to like this are people going to enjoy this and right. and at the end of the day you got to put that aside and just think about like well do i love this and so it's about putting that love over your fear and and and, and using that and coming living from that instead of living from the fear right um and and uh, a lot of the songs i think on there reflect that um whether it's an actual love song or even like on make me a believer mm-hmm. the chorus is you know, it says, every time I see you, you make me a believer that I could still be something left in this life. So it's about like those people in your life that you love that have that effect on you. Like mm. when you're feeling down and, and you just see their face and then you kind of, you believe that you're still worth it and you believe that you still can do whatever you're trying to accomplish in life and, right. and have that that feeling that, that they're behind you and yeah. that their love is with you. That's awesome. Yeah. So... Okay, Harrison, on this podcast, I always ask people um, if they'll tell us a story of inspiration 
Uh huh. And I'm wondering if you might have one. A sto- like about how a song was inspired or just no, no, inspiration uh, like in general? In general, it can be a story about <clears throat> how you were inspired or it can be a story about something that moved you to inspire someone else. It can be just the story you heard about a third-party person and it, it's inspiring. You know, okay. I just want to tell everybody about it. Okay. Well, okay, I guess... I mean, I'll just go with a personal story, I guess. Okay. Like, I mean, it kind of just hits on, we didn't get into it that deep, but <clears throat> when I was living in Colorado, mm. I ended up uh, just kind of going through hell. I mean, I uh, it's part of the reason I moved home. There was a, a lot of reasons, but I ended up having, developing like pancreatitis from, from something I don't really understand, but I had pancreatitis and then I had like all these other health conditions at the time that I didn't understand. And I was kind of alone in Colorado other than than my best friend. Mm -hmm. And I had this feeling in my throat that it was like called like a globulus something, but it's like this sensation that feels like there's a golf ball stuck in your throat. And, and I was having all like acid indigestion and a bunch of like stomach issues. And I don't know if it was part of my uh, celiac disease, but there was just a, a time where I just felt so, I was feeling so lost and so confused and going through all these health issues that I couldn't understand and paying money to people that couldn't give me answers. But the worst one was this feeling like in my throat that felt like I couldn't, it was like a golf ball in there. It felt like I couldn't sing. I couldn't do anything. It was just, it was miserable feeling. Mm. I thought it was never going to go away. And, and I remember like being in the, like just, I was like laying in the, my bathtub or whatever and just trying to meditate or whatever. And I think I remember talking to talking to God or, you know, the universe. I was like, if if you're out there, like, help me, please. Like, I, 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 I think I remember talking about, like, how... Because I knew that... I had, I had known at that time that music was what I wanted to do. And I wanted to sing. I wanted to write these songs that mm-hmm. I felt like were placed in my heart or, or they came from somewhere, if it's God or, you know. And, and so I... I mean, I almost felt like I was at my wits end. I felt almost like suicidal because I was just like, I'm so tired of dealing with this and no one can give me answers. And my family was being really supportive, but they also weren't with me. They didn't know what I was mentally going through. And But I remember uh, just praying really about like, you know, please take this away because I want to I wanna use this gift that you've given me to like share these songs that I feel like yeah. you, you've put in my heart to share. And I... And, I'm terrified right now. I don't think I can ever do that again. Right. And and now I'm like, my prayers were answered. Like, I'm like, wow, I, I, I moved back home and I made it through all those health issues and I continued to chase that dream, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and here I am four years later having beat that and overcome that, that feeling that I couldn't, I was never going to be able to do it again. Yeah. Um, so, did you ever find out what it was, or was it just like psychosomatic? With I think all the it. Other I think it was. I think it was psychosomatic. Like it was like a almost just like a, a highly or like a high anxiety symptom. Lump in your throat. Yeah, of like yeah. having this, and I was just I don't know how it, it went on for months. I mean, it was really, really like the only thing that would make it go away was drinking a lot, and then you would like forget about it. And I was like, that's not healthy, you know. No. So it's just like, <laughs> totally man. Terrible. Oh my gosh! So so yeah, that was just a, that was a terrifying time, I and that, and I, I got I was so mentally distraught and like depressed and and anxious and yeah. So I just whew, and I I mean I even I don't know I wrote uh, when I was going through that I ended up writing a poem, uh-huh. and in the poem I just said everything that I wanted that I was trying to that I was dreaming about and like how I was envisioning how I wanted my life to be. So I went through talking about no more stomach pain and all this other stuff and getting over this stuff that I was going through and I made it rhyme. So it would like, it was like a song Mm -hmm. and I started reading it to myself every day, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I literally think that that helped like program my mind that like, Hey, you're going to get through this. It was my mantra. I was like, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm doing and I'm going to do it. And and that's what I did. And it and just, and you feel a hundred percent better now. You yeah. have, 
your celiac you know, <laughs> bread. And yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, so you can't drink beer then? Nope. Oh nope. man! You I know. Get some spritzers. Or oh yeah, I know. It's been it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> it's a rough life not to be able to drink beer, but it's all right. No. It's not the end of the world. But. No, it's okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I would say I would say that's my my inspiring story. You know, just yeah, that, is good. that even when you feel like you're at your lowest point and like you think things aren't gonna work out, that that you still gotta try to see the light through that you know and yeah. like For like sure. i mean even one of my one of my songs on the album is called light my way and it's kind of about that i mean that was it's about something different but it also pertains to all of all of kind of life in general i feel like of asking god or the universe to kind of like show you the next step like will you light right. my way like show me what to do next you know right right because uh, give me a sign out of clues, you know like we're just right. fresh out of clues right on what the next step is and you need a little guidance sometimes. exactly totally so totally cool. yeah um i love it so um with that i just wanted to see if you had any parting things you'd like to mention or anything um yeah i mean i guess i would just say you can always like right now currently you can find me live at chicken and pickle every thursday okay. 7 to 9 p.m um and then i play every other friday at 6s steakhouse on the oh, west cool. side yeah. and yeah that would be i guess, i mean i've probably it's every other friday it's either me or pat's there so i'll just check the schedule yeah um but yeah, and then and I'll post you on all the links and all the notes, nice, and like that. So right on. Just click the links and find Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then please just go and uh, please check out the new album, Love Over Fear. Definitely. And hope it's great. Hope hope you guys like some of the tracks and feel free to send me some feedback. Some shoot me a message. Let me know what's your favorite song or yeah, you know how how you feel about it. Sweet. We love the interaction, and thanks for coming on the Catch a Pocket podcast, and thanks for catching a pocket with me. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Lori. I appreciate it. All right. Take care. You too. Thanks, Harrison, for being on the show. Thanks for the music. Um, guys, get out there and check Harrison out wherever you can. I'm going to leave you with his song off his new album, Love Over Fear, called Make Me a Believer. You can check him out on Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. And if you're really in inclined, get out there to Chicken and Pickle or 6S and check him out. He's really awesome to see live and in person. Tell him I said hi. You guys, I hope you guys catch a pocket you can be proud of. See you next time. Since I feel anything
No more. 